0: we are back we are back folks we are back after a month hiatus welcome folks to the big gold belt wrestling podcast on the other side of the new year's 2022 the whole crew is here man it feels good to say that we're back but we got a lot of things to talk about tonight royal rumble aw and their momentum and <laughs> Somebody uh, was only on their job for less than a day and already gone. We got to <laughs> talk about that and the continuity behind it. So all that and a lot more tonight on the Big O Boat Podcast. Y'all ready to get started? Let's
1: go. Let's do it. On, why not? Let's do, do it. it.
0: here at the big O belt podcast the entire team is here i uh, we're excited to be back we're excited to talk some wrestling um but it has been a good healthy productive month off as we like to uh take january to do some RR i have a birthday as well in january so i usually try to kick back and uh recollect and uh you know repurpose for the year up ahead, but nonetheless, we're here and we're very excited to be back with you all our lovely Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, eight eight to nine. You can catch us live talking some good old wrestling. Uh but I done enough talking. Let me turn it over to the other gentleman part of the team. Will, how you doing? Welcome back
1: happy new year a month late i am glad to be back and surviving the winter and apparently it's suddenly season two here on the big gold belt podcast (laughs) that's right it is season two folks look if you've
0: been a fan of ours for a while we are technically around 300 to 400 episodes by number we're about 300 but we've definitely done like part twos of things we have interviews on other stuff so we're definitely about 400 episodes in I figuring the number convention was starting to get a little long let's just start it over and do season two here um uh season two episode one coming fresh out of 2022 our first episode of the year so yeah things are a little bit different but still m- pretty much the same uh but now getting to my guy, damien salty g what's up damien
2: what's going on y'all it's good to be back it's been a while talk some wrestling complain a little bit you know <laughs> the usual
0: Damien coming in at a smoking 55 years old with his grumpy attitude already.
2: (laughs) There you go. Gray hair, grumpy attitude. There you go.
0: (laughs) Mr. Silly Sellers Marcellus himself. Sir, how's it going? It's going good. If we had this
3: show yesterday, it would have been season two on 2-2-22. So that could have been a lot of things that we could be two about.
2: (laughs) That's
0: too many. Speaking of two... Apparently you picked up some additional work here at Big o Belt Media, bringing on your second show. It hasn't debuted yet, but I figured why not just talk about it really quick.
3: Yep, but it's going to debut February 13th. It'll be on Sundays. Um, with Big Gold Belt Media, we're trying to expand, as you saw in the headline, when you talk about movies, comics, uh, but also sports. So I've been secretly trying to change my background for like a past months now, but I think I finally got something situated uh, to spotlight. That's going to be the theme of the show we're going to talk about. Um, it's going to be talking about social media and sports. It's going to be talking about sports in general. Of course, the big game is coming up on February 13th. So why not talk about that in the journeys? Even my sorrows of my football season that I had <laughs> to go through this year going to this point. Why so not hear that close. story? So and then close. I think it's also good to tell about my origin story of how I got involved in sports and why I like the teams you may see behind
0: me. All right. All right. Yeah, man. You know, d- those Depot tears, they hurt, man. you was so close as a 49er fan you are. Um, sir, one other thing. I think it's, it's very vital to possibly drop that name or are you going to hold off on that? I'm gonna hold off on that. I, I, we'll, we'll release it when it's when it's time. <laughs> all when right,
3: time.
0: all right. Resident Giant Crab Jamal, how's it going?
4: Oh. Um, I'd be lying if I said that it was going perfectly. The truth is, it's a goddamn mess. Everything is in flux, and it's February first, and Cody hasn't given me my blackheads three month president. I don't understand what's <laughs> happening. I got my uh, COVID stuff from Joe Biden, you know. Before I got my Black History Month thing from Cody, what <laughs> what is happening? Who authorized this?
0: The the, 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 the Cody stimulus package. I mean, we, we reparations,
4: where is, where
1: reparations by the roads.
0: <laughs>
1: he cured racism <laughs>
4: last year, so I was expecting
0: something in the
1: mail. <laughs> Keep an Where's eye out for bus? the camera crew. It might be part of a Roads to the Top episode. You know, mm. oh, you know it, you know it, you know it, you know it.
0: And I, on that season I, too. We're going to yeah, we're going to have a lot to talk about that when they when they get to that point, but uh, it's now that we're aware that this show exists, like we're keeping our eyes peeled for all sorts of shenanigans that could be building up for that season 2. Hopefully they don't give us 7 episodes. Like who does that? I've never ever watched a show that they was like season 1, 7 episodes. Get up out of here. <laughs> like really? <laughs> so, oh man, but uh yeah, for me man, I'm just as as I said, we wanted to take some time for some RR Um, if we are ready to kick 2022 in the ass, we got a lot of content coming. More podcasts, more shows, more reviews, more of us, more press coverage, all of that sorts of different stuff, we got it. So uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm I'm, I'm happy to have you gentlemen along for the ride. But um, let's talk about the big one of the big 4.5 because sometimes money uh sometimes money in the bank is considered part of the big four
1: for me it is not it's definitely is i mean i think there's like it has bumped survivor series off the list yeah survivor series is the
2: half now yeah, there
1: you go. And, I, and I'll be
0: honest, I heard from other credible folks also calling it, you know, part of the big five, so like, I think at some point, we just gotta solidify it, as that being that, but also, too, at some point, we're gonna have to start calling this, the Saudi Arabia shows part of it, too, because they put on these granular shows as well, and like, although I feel like they don't have, you know, implications going forward with storylines, they still make monumental events, but whatever but anyway we're talking about the royal rumble which is uh one of my favorite pay-per-views of the year um i always try to go um and i did go this year and it was a good time and you know content is out on the youtube channel and about it or whatnot i had a good time and i was tired i was definitely tired um by the way st louis is not on my top five favorite cities list <laughs> quite frankly it is floating around brian water's uh favorite city in Baltimore, Maryland. So if you if you know, you know, but like I'm just gonna say polar opposites of my favorites uh, is uh, St. Louis, Missouri, uh, see you never. But um, I did have a good time. And I thought that was just that until I realized the moment I get on social media, <laughs> <laughs> apparently people didn't. So that's why we're gonna kick off tonight's episode with our first topic of our first show of the new year, the Royal Rumble, folks. Was it really that bad? Did I am I missing something here? I I, I don't know. Will
1: we start with you? Oh, we're gonna bump it right off right off the bat. You're coming to me. Okay. Right to you. No. Right to you. I'll quickly just kind of touch on a couple things. We don't need to break down the whole damn show. The highlights for me. I thought the Women's Royal Rumble was really damn fun. I liked a lot of like the surprises in it. It was a I thought it was a real good time. My daughter was up for that. She was all about it. And as the, as the match went on, her alliances shifted from first she was all about Sasha, then she was all about Liv Morgan, and as they'd get eliminated, you know, she, she'd be upset, and then she'd immediately latch on to someone else. And it was Bianca Belair, and down the line until eventually it was Ronda Rousey, and that was that as the big surprise at the end. So I thought the Women's Royal Rumble of the two Rumbles was the more fun. I thought it was more fun. I thought it had a lot more going on there's a lot of people maybe picking it apart for like they brought in all these people and they were only there for a couple minutes and then they get thrown out and it's like well what do you want a lot of these people are they're not wrestling anymore they're there for a cameo essentially is what they're there for and in the Royal Rumble that's perfectly fine you do not need to be able to wrestle a full damn match to be in the Royal Rumble you just need to be able to come out show up eventually go over the top that's all you really got to be able to do
0: there's a caveat to that because apparently, apparently michelle mccool didn't get the memo because she comes out here and gives you 20 oh, she anger. she represented she is ready get her yes. on regular t- uh televised well, program well, that's because she's eight.
2: training with mark all the time that's why i don't know that he's retired that someone's gonna bring in the wrestling books
0: May, maybe but like it doesn't matter i mean I, I don't know where she sits at age-wise and compared to some of the other folks i mean she's Definitely older than Summer Rae, but like Michelle cool is giving you twenty minute bangers mm-hmm. each Royal Rumble. Get her in there because apparently she didn't get the memo where you're not supposed to shine. Yeah. You're supposed to
1: come in there and do a little cameo, be gone. But man, she's impressive. she came in and took her. She staked her claim. That's she's yeah, she's she, 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 she's looking for a spot. So to wrap up the rest of the show, um, I thought the opener between Seth and Roman storytelling wise I thought it was tremendous fantastic storytelling wise that whole full circle moment of Roman getting the payback all these years later for the shield betrayal with the chair and the way it was filmed and everything that I thought was awesome a lot of people didn't like it as a finish but it wasn't about the finish it was about the larger story that they were telling with those two I thought that was awesome and then the men's royal rumble it was what it was (laughs) Yet, yeah, By no means was it great. Yes, it was a bumpy ride. Yes, it was straight up dull in parts. Yes, it was flat. I'm not going to disagree on any of that with people that are saying that. That did not ruin the whole damn show for me, though. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, the whole show sucked because <laughs> it ended on a weak note. It, it was what it was. Brock Lesnar did not need to win that match but I absolutely do think that Brock and Roman is the match they needed to do at WrestleMania, but I do not think they needed to sacrifice the Royal rumble to get Brock into that position. They could have done that in any number of different ways. So in the end, my thoughts on the rumble are that the people that won it are the people who should be in the title matches at WrestleMania. They didn't necessarily need to use the Royal rumble in both cases to get Ronda and Brock in those spots. In my opinion so was it as bad as people think no it was not as bad as people think that's where i'm gonna leave it at for me who's
0: up next (laughs) get up in here sir i'll go next and will
3: you kind of took the words out of my mouth i thought the show itself was not a bad show um but you said something that's very important you don't need to sacrifice the rumble to continue storylines that you know are going to happen now In the way that the storylines did happen, it does make sense. We know Brock Lesnar has to be your main eventer. Okay, we get that. You want to bring Ronda back and have her win. I get that. But you don't need to use the whole show to be only about the one thing that you've been doing for the past year, and that's Brock versus Roman. And it really hurt a little bit in the men's Royal Rumble because when I saw some people come out, granted, it was a lot of young people with their first time on the men's side of the Royal Rumble, which is not a bad thing. But when you think of like Montez Ford, you think about an Austin Theory, they could have been in there for 20, 30 minutes and used effectively where you build them up without them having to win the Rumble. And it was (laughs) wasted in a way. And I thought that kind of hurt, but it did not take the whole night for a fact. I do want to touch back on something you, you said earlier about the finish for the, the Seth versus Roman match. I okay. honestly love that finish because one of the things that I felt Bang. WWE should bring back is the three-hand count Listen before somebody is dis- uh, disqualified on and out of things of that nature. Yeah, hey, Go speak on that. Pop-
0: I legit popped when that happened. I said, oh, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. I I, de- I was such a fan of that. I'm glad you brought that up. But go ahead.
3: It is. And it's, and then the fact that how, and, gra- and granted, the referee that did that component too, it would be no other than Charles Robinson, how of he course. stuck that hand up, and then it just <laughs> lands right on the rope, it was fantastic. And yeah. in a way, it does not hurt Seth, and it mm-hmm. does not hurt Roman, because it really brings that full storyline, and honestly... I will be completely honest, even though we haven't Brock versus Roman, everybody sees that right on the wall. If we had Roman versus Seth at Roy—I mean, at WrestleMania as that main event—I would not be disappointed because of how mm-hmm. that storyline went. And I think Seth Rollins, we got to give him credit. When I was looking at that mm-hmm. match, I don't know if you guys felt the same way, but I felt Shawn Michaels. All over again as a moneymaker, Mr. WrestleMania or Mr. Royal Rumble, that whatever match he is in is going to be a good match. And when I saw that match, I put it on the level of Michaels versus Undertaker that they can end up being years down the road, just to how the storyline of that match unfolded from beginning to end. I love that match.
0: Seth Rollins is a workhorse. You're always going to get a, a banger with him. And, you know, the fact that him and Roman got so much chemistry, is, it just makes for it the better. But, uh, Seth has been having an amazing year. Um, and the way how he continues to reinvent himself uh, is is truly something special. Look, you know something I was surprised? I was wondering about with the, the, the three count uh, for the submission. I was wondering if there was going to be this whole conspiracy going on. I was like, why did the ref help him? You know, for the younger generation who isn't aware of, of the, uh, the, the the traditional three count. Uh, so I didn't see too much backlash, but also I started digging. I saw so many people hating the rumble. I was like, I'm just gonna just stop looking at this point. But I popped crazy with <laughs> that moment. I want to jump in real quick and just say that um, to 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 both of you, you, you you two's point. Uh, yeah, I, you know I'm always going to be the biggest person to say like you want your money makers at WrestleMania, and I, and I automatically say that you want them in your main event. You want Dana White to be pissed off because his. X stars that like he's still trying to figure out how to uh, fill those shoes have long gone. And now going to WWE on the biggest stage and, you know, huge draw and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But then I just thought about it for a full minute. And I'm like, you know, if there's such a draw, they actually don't have the main event because you can put them in any point of that car. And it's going to be must watch. I get it that, you know, in terms of story, you do have to have your champions at the end of, of these respective nights. But at some point there was a thousand ways you can get Brock Lesnar in that, in that picture. Rhonda may be different because Rhonda really looked gassed in the ring. And I think she has a lot of ring rust. And I think her winning gives and buys her time to have to perform Mm -hmm. until she gets back to it. But Brock is ready to go. And the fact that you basically gave Brock the Hunger Games, like he won one year and then now he's back in the elimination chamber. And so he's back in it the next year. like, I thought you won and you automatically was exempt from re-entering the Hunger Games. And here he is, wins the Rumble, now goes to the Elimination Chamber. I just don't get it. And I think, like, so much is the focus of Brock that, like, it is kind of hurting other folks on it. And, like, when you talked about the younger talent in the Rumble, I mean, one thing I was looking out for was Dominic Mysterio. No, that's not on nobody's list right now. But, shit, the way they, you know, they uh, uh, really uh, build up that whole father, son, elimination each other, they never even shared the ring together. And that's just how, did, why? I don't get it. Like, all this foreshadowing, they don't even share the ring together. But, you know, when the mad tyrant, Brock, who everybody knew was coming out at 30, uh came in, I mean, it was it was a game changer. And it was very much decided that, like, you know, everybody that was in there was a casualty of it. Shane Riddle, who I heard was a, uh, another person that possibly could have won. Bad Bunny And his whole insurance team all got eliminated all at once. I can't even imagine what the insurance.
1: Bad Bunny looked good out there. Everything he he did did was sharp. He was putting in work. (laughs) No doubt. That
0: that dude, I heard somebody say he should be in the Hall of Fame this year. They say he (laughs) might be the best celebrity guest they've ever had. And I I, I don't know, man. I I was a big fan of Pete Rose, of just how silly his angles were. Uh, But Bad Bunny definitely is must watch uh, coming in there. Um, but Damien, let me give it to you now, your thoughts about uh, the Rumble. Was it as bad as people said it was?
2: Uh, the men's Rumble, yes. It was very anticlimactic. Uh, and the beauty of watching it, you know, after the events end, you can fast forward, you know, on the internet, which is great for me. Uh, I get to watch the parts I wanted to see. The women's Rumble, not as bad as people made it out to be. Did I want to see Ronda win? It reminded me of when Bautista won the Rumble that one year. It's like call, you could have used anyone call. else to win that women's rumble. as like you chose Ronda for the star power, which I get. Yep. But you're right. She was gassed. She was huffing and puffing. She mm-hmm. threw some Shane McMahon punches that, you know, that, that had me thinking, really, you've been out that long? And this listen, is what you got?
0: Listen, stop, stop, stop. Because Shane punches look good in this, in the rumble this time.
2: Look, him and, and his I, pity pats. D- don't no, no
1: no 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 go back and watch hey, go back and watch she wasn't out
2: there sweating
1: as bad as shane was well, so. well shane that. has the patch
2: issue for- where he sweats while taking a step that's the patch yes. issue
0: shane was throwing some nice punches to the point that i think he hit riddle with some good ones and riddle started laying some kicks on him and i was like oh this is getting bad quick so but look at, hey, i'm hey, not gonna to let you
2: it's getting bad quick we'll get to why it's getting bad quick i'm sure jamal's probably gonna jump in on that but what I enjoyed was the women's rumble match. There was a couple of like mini callbacks and little moments, like when we had Sarah Logan. I thought that was cool when her and Liv shared that quick look. You know, it <laughs> it continued the the Sonia Deville Naomi storyline.
0: Somebody's happy about I, that.
2: Uh, I am because I want to see I want to see her get her ass whipped again. I want to see Naomi just keep beating the shit out of Sonia Deville, even though herself is an MMA fighter. But still, you know, we always like to see when the when the mouthy boss gets their comeuppance. So I like that personally. Uh Charlotte being in the final two. Look, man, I'm gonna I might catch some grumpy old man heat, but I'm so fucking tired of Charlotte Flair. I really am She shouldn't am. have been in a rumble. I really am. <laughs> You're no a champion, point. and why are you in a rumble?
1: I'm sorry. I like it because she I wanted like to be. I, li- <laughs> I like. I like it. The Brock Lesnar for shit.
2: that much. I rather. I rather see a one a one legged Bailey hobble herself down to the ring and last ten minutes than see fucking Charlotte Flair throw out Bianca and everybody else. Like no, Agreed. no. I want. Is this? I want Shayna basil to choke you out and then throw you over the top rope. But that is this.
0: Is, is this Charlotte's first Rumble? No. No. no she, she won wanted. a couple years
2: ago how much for the title that's right that's
0: right, that's yeah, right. yeah that's, that's right. right that's yep. right he's been that's in right. the
2: final four i think the last four consecutive rumbles of the final three so yeah
0: i listen i i wanted her to win because you know why why because listen if you really want to sit here and pander with this forbidden door thing what better way is it for her to be the champion and still tease who she wants to face and she says i'll face anybody any promotion and you run that into wrestlemania She's not going to NXT. We know that's not happening. So if her option is to face whoever she wants, you logically think, oh, she could face any person on the roster. Why not just face Zelina? She, she's been washing her up and down the board. But no, if she starts to say, no, I want to face the best of the best, I want to face the best champion, well, you're not going to go to Raw because Raw is already going to have a book match. So what if she was to go about saying, I'm going to face the best of the best, whoever it is all over? Mm-hmm. I, I mean – I, the forbidden door thing is a very interesting thing that I know everyone's uh, in, infatuated with but if you really want to keep people interested as much as they're interested in terms of who's coming out for the Rumble have Charlotte work a program with a mystery opponent all the way until April where we have no clue who it could be and let the internet fanboys go crazy because if Mickie James did what she did who else could she be talking about here? Could she have be talking her, about some match a
2: matchup against Braun Breaker then we're talking <laughs> A Steiner versus a Flair. There you go. You want to see best of the best? Have Braun Breaker and her wrestle at WrestleMania. I I will gladly take that. But uh the rest of the card, the men's rumble was like you said, it was very formulaic. We kind of knew what was gonna happen. So we got Shane doing Shane things. Uh, I was impressed actually by Dewdrop, uh, formerly Piper Niven or Viper, wherever you've seen her. Uh, I'm so glad that she got a bigger stage, even though the set was supposedly on fire. During the three times I apparently was melting the WrestleMania sign or what have you, uh, you can, too, James, you can kind of commit to that whether or not that was happening or not.
0: Oh, it definitely um, was. It was on fire. Beck, I, Becky even on on a hot mic said like, "I'm the reason the fire" or something like that. She said, "I'm the <laughs> real fire" or something. So yeah, it definitely. Leaves. And
2: I went by saying Seth Rollins is my favorite thing about WWE right now, and I'll say one, the theme song; two, the dancing like an idiot the three you know the suits are ridiculous (laughs) to the point where i tweeted the other day if i ever got married again i am literally coming out in the dumbest suit i could find and playing sephira holland's music and cackling like an idiot still wonder
0: if this is good or bad but this
2: (laughs) exactly you don't know whether this is good or bad but i still enjoy it and people are talking about him getting a face turn because he's an idiot and you know what good for him it's better than the messiah gimmick it's better than the cerebral assassin 2.0 with the sniveling heel that they gave him stop it is that was
0: that was good it is the demise the whole demise of the shield came from that so let's just remember like that was some of the best rollins
2: Ever. Yeah, but then he became Triple H's biatch. So what does it but really we, matter?
0: But we love the authority uh, aspect. We did? It's been around for, everybody loves that. Everybody likes the authority with the J&J security. That shit was that They were was the amazing. best part
2: of the gimmick. Yeah, J&J the security part, was the it, best it, part it, of the no it,
0: It's part of it. It's part of it. It's still part of it. So, like, you can't have it. If they came out by themselves without Rollins, then, like, you don't care. You know, so it's Yes, you do,
2: because they're Patterson and Briscoe. They would have probably had an evening gal match, and we would have been laughing about it to this day. This
0: is why, exactly why, when the gimmick was over, they were gone. So you tell me, like, how important they were?
2: It's because Joey Mercury went <laughs> to go work for Ring of Honor. That's why. But anyway, that's Yo, beside the point.
0: Yeah, yeah, upgrade. All right. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Jamal. <laughs> no, listen, uh, Jamal. I want to. I want to tweet this question just a little bit. We're bringing up Shame It Man, and regardless if you like them, and clearly if you. Dislike him as much as Damien do. Um, he was in the Rumble, and I, you know, it was it was a surprise entrance. Nobody knew he was coming, but here he is. But apparently, <laughs> he has got his writing papers already. So I want you to kind of break that news down, um, in terms of that, and then overall your thoughts about uh, the, Royal, the Royal Rumble. So, uh, ask me how many seconds of the
4: Royal Rumble I watched. Go ahead ask me.
0: Then, then, then this, <laughs> let's talk about the Shane stuff. Then, <laughs> <laughs> just, just humor me. Ask me what what's up I with the Shane McMahon stuff. No, okay. don't nobody feed to him.
4: Okay. Uh, <laughs> so Shane McMahon was in uh, the Royal Rumble, apparently. So I heard, and he, uh, you know, that came and went. But apparently, there was a backstage as um, backstage inconsistencies, and uh, Shane eventually got his walking papers. The couple of rumors that I'm hearing is that you know Shane wanted to feud with Dominic Pisterio. He wanted to feud with Bad Bunny. Um, and, of course, these are Vince's pet projects. So they said, well, we don't really have anything for you. We definitely don't have anything for you now. So here's your black trash bag. See you in Thanksgiving. Um, <laughs> I think that's interesting because for the first time in a good long while, people are talking about Shane uh, now in a way that doesn't make him seem completely hateable. Is Shane McMahon the hottest free agent in wrestling right now? <laughs> I'm not saying he is, but I am saying that if a McMahon shows up anywhere else but WWE, it's automatically a big deal. Oh, it'd be huge. For that reason, reason, you kind of can't just immediately scoff like somebody just did at the idea of Shane McMahon being uh, the hottest free agent. I'm not saying that he needs to go anywhere or do anything. He has all the money that he wants. He has all his wife and he has his kids. He's left the business before and done other things. And he's, you know, if he's not over 50, he's damn sure looking down the barrel of a 50 year old gun. The bottom line is, is that this may be the best years of Shane McMahon's career, whatever it has left, because right now people are interested in Shane McMahon, the talent. And that sounds weird to say, because it's Shane McMahon, the talent, but Make no mistake about it. I don't care where he shows up. If Shane McMahon shows up in, in Corrigan Hall tomorrow, you're waking up at 3 in the morning to see what the hell is going on.
0: Let, let me let me ask a few questions real quick. Um, and let's, let's go around with some short yes or nos. Now, this is all rumored right now because it's nothing confirmed. So are you more on the side of this is true, or are you more on the side of, like, I'm still not buying this? Will, yes or no?
1: I'm on the side of, I think something definitely did happen and I could absolutely see him being sent away, but being he's family being, he's, you know, a totally, this is a totally different scenario than a wrestler getting released. This is, you know, you you tell him to go, he's, he's just going to go away and do something else. You know, like, like like Jamal just mentioned, he was gone for seven years at one point. And we didn't hear hide or hair him when he was, like, trying to create pay-per-view in China, apparently, while he was <laughs> gone. So, like, he has disappeared before. So the family has a blow-up. They don't like how he was involved with the Rumble things he wanted. He disappears. They're like, Shane, get out of here or whatever. I think that's the extent of what happens. It's not like, you've been released, your contract's been it's like, No, it's just like, he just, he leaves that night and doesn't come in the next day. That's all it is, I think. I don't think it's as, as, as detailed as a lot of people think.
0: Okay. Uh, uh, Celis, You, you, you're buying into this release. Yay or nay. No? nay?
3: It was just a simple hug. Thank you, Shane. I appreciate you coming through. Good to see you. I'll see you later.
0: <laughs> Damien. Yay or nay?
2: <laughs> I believe, you know, some of the reports that maybe Shane wanted to book himself a little bit too, uh, over the top. Cause he's been known to do that. Mr. I jump off things. Cause I'm crazy. But whether or not it was like a heated argument, or whether or he's going to show up anywhere else, like you said, Corrick and Hall, no, he's going to go count his millions and uh, be with his wife, and just uh, he'll wait for Vince to call him in about two years.
0: Yeah, he wasn't on the call today. The um, the financial uh, investors he doesn't call, work for the so company. He, yeah, yeah, he doesn't but, work for the company. Yeah, he's never on those. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Um, it, interesting. So when he left at seven or more than seven years uh, ago um he had he had then sold his stock in a the company then when he had left like, mm-hmm. is that correct yeah, so he's never had, had, had from the company so right so he never had stock since then stephanie has triple h has i think triple h no longer has stock by the way triple h wasn't on the call today either um but um yeah for me i'm still kind of like trading real slow on this like I, I i i think it's just one of those like disagreement okay sir be, be gone but like to 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 be released <laughs> in the sense of, like, all these other, you know, propaganda everybody's putting behind it, then I'm not buying. But if I had to be crazy about this, well, this is nice little, you know, promotion in Baltimore that can use some Shane O'Mac, and that could be. Please, no,
2: no, 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 no. Why? Why not? Why? Just for what? the name recognition, that's it? Just to have a McMahon on it? No.
4: I wouldn't mind Shane buying Ring of Honor. Yeah, who else is going to step up to he it? He couldn't do worse than Sinclair.
2: That's, literally, Ooh. literally, Ooh. literally. <laughs> okay, you know <don't> what,
4: <laughs> The, the, the yeah.
1: Smarks out there have already booked it. Shane and Triple H going to buy a company, and they're going to bring back the black and gold. They're going to bring it back. Listen,
0: that's crazy, but damn, is it possible? And i tell you what, with, with Shane doing the Raw Underground, which I was buying into, um, and Triple H we did for NXT, like, that could be something, so... Uh, Jamal, but I'm going give, give, to give you closing thoughts on this, though. So, like, at this point now, you know, ultimately, are you buying into this? And, like, what what, what do you want next from Shane? What what, what what, what, do we want next? What are we expecting? There's nothing. Okay, well, first of all, there's
4: nothing really to buy into. Um, what's done is done and has been done. Uh, so if he doesn't show up in WWE, cool. If he does show up, equally cool, because I don't really watch shit anyway. Um, as far as where should he go or what should he do next? Um honestly whatever he wants this i only bring the, the, his status up in the sense that he is being talked about top of mind and the, the stars have aligned that Shane mcmahon could literally appear as a talent somewhere else that's something that we've never talked about before so in this very bizarre scenario right now where the iron is still hot shane mcmahon could strike anywhere that he wants and it's automatically a big deal as for whether it should happen, well, Shane is fifty. You know, it, if he's not fifty, he he should be. Um, he's definitely have kids. He whatever his career was, uh, he's definitely on the backside of that now. We obviously are not buying into Shane McMahon, the thirty-year-old daredevil. We're buying into Shane McMahon, the businessman, and he's fifty-two. And this, oh, he's fifty-two. So that makes sense. So then he's perfect for AEW then. But if if uh, you know, <laughs> if that's the case then it would be interesting. Obviously, we've seen the foreshadowing before 20 years ago when Shane uh, appeared in the turtleneck in Panama City, uh, because that's what you wear to the beach, Um, and him against his father. But now, legitimately, for the money, we could see Shane McMahon against his father. And also, more importantly than that, we've seen one upstart wrestling company come out of nowhere and gain traction and momentum and have maintained. We've seen that happen. And and that's that's a thing that we honestly haven't seen happen since like the UWF on that level. So, could Shane actually get into that business and do things his way? And what He's would an that asset. look like?
0: He's an asset anywhere he goes. Exactly. That's, that's so, I mean, asset. so
4: that's that's really what that's where it interests uh, me. Uh, but as far as whether or not it actually comes to light, eh, if it doesn't, it, it doesn't. Then we just go back to business as usual, not giving a shit about Shane McMahon.
0: <laughs> well, listen, we're, we're, we're at our have at the show. Uh, we got to pay some bills. Y'all know what the deal is. We're going to run a commercial really quick. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk about Brian Kendrick. I, I, you, you, all know his name. Some people know his name. I know who he is. You may not know who he he's is, the man but, with uh, the plan. He's Z. done something, he's done something monumental. Thank you. And then we're going to talk a little bit of AEW, but uh, yeah, let's, let's hit that commercial folks. Be back in a second.
2: If you have a business, you need a website. What's the best way to get a website up and running. Choose a website hosting company that makes it simple like pair networks. Pair has over 20 years of experience managing the entire digital ecosystem for thousands of online businesses all around the world. Pair makes it easy for you and people like me with do-it-yourself website building tools and features, including simple drag-and-drop page design. Now take it from a person like me who sucks at this, it's necessary. They have guaranteed U.S.-based support technicians ready to help you whenever you need it, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, aka no days off. Right now, when you sign up with Pair Networks, you'll receive one free month of web hosting, now see for yourself how easy it is to build your website for free. Visit paircom slash free to get your first month of website hosting for free. <laughs> I'll reiterate that for free by using the code quickstart. That's paircom slash free promo code quickstart to get started today.
0: All right, and um, if you would like to be uh, featured during our commercials, you would like to uh, get an advertisement spot, definitely shoot us an email, or tweet, or DM, whatever it may be. Uh, Contact us through uh, BigOldBelt.com, and all our information is there um, to have your brand promotion, whatever it may be, uh, shown or read on our show. So. Uh, definitely hit us up for all advertisement purposes Uh, but yeah second half of the show here and we're not going to even waste no time let's talk about Brian Kendrick and uh, apparently I don't know what the hell happened but uh, apparently we got to talk about this stuff so uh, who got the news Jamal you got this okay
4: so uh, Brian Kendrick uh, was recently released from WWE apparently he was released back in uh, late December and fine Nobody cared about Brian Kendrick, uh, you know, at any point in time in the last, you know, few years since like the cruiserweight classic and the birth of the cruiserweight mm-hmm. division. Um, but he did some good work there and that was gotta be what, three, four years ago at this point now, yeah, uh, but yeah, but he, uh, was released from WWE cool surprise. He's gonna appear on dynamite last night. That was at about, you know, 10 11 AM when I saw that he's gonna show up like, Oh, okay. Brian Kendrick on oh, he's facing Moxley. Well, <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I guess. Uh, but, you know, good on him. <clears throat> and then we do, uh, you know, later on in the day, I see that, well, Brian Kendrick's been pulled from the show. Oh, no, it's got to be an injury, right? Well, no. Apparently, some uh, super sleuths have pulled up old video and transcripts. And just the litany of of, of things where Brian Kendrick has gone on and on the record uh, touting conspiracy theories. Well, that's a rabbit hole that you can go down if you want, but it's just bluster. But there are people that really believe in these uh, conspiracy theories and have uh, become vigilantes. And that's where you cross the line. You know, if you believe that children are being held in a pizza shop in Northwest, don't. Under no circumstances grab a cash and guns and drive across the countryside to save them kids, duh. But unfortunately, that's the rabbit hole. That's the bottom of the rabbit hole, and that's where people end up. And Brian Kendrick was well on his way down there many years ago. How many years ago? 2011. So these old tapes resurface, and there's some really interesting takes. There's some really shitty ones too. I don't need to go into the details you can definitely find it if you really want to look but the bottom line is the shit is bonkers crazy and he gets pulled from the show now the question is if yes he did say some inflammatory things uh had some very egregious opinions uh dispelled some common truths that we all kind of can easily suss out should that have an impact on his wrestling career what impact will it have going forward for him because no matter what he did before it's definitely with him now and more importantly than all of that is why now does another company and obviously it's not just AEW but does should another company uh be concerned with these hatchet jobs uh you know that come up and and also to the point of these hatchet jobs that come up because Jay Lethal had the same thing happen to him, um, Marty Scurll. Obviously, you know whenever you, whenever you bring him up, uh, they erased him from being the elite. You know when that when that shit was going down. So when you have these things that happen, um, do wrestling companies have to invest in like a conflicts department now? Uh, should that be a part of every company's HR scheme? Uh, and is there a statute of limitations on shitty but non but legal behavior?
0: I, I just want to quickly jump in there and say, like, from what I'm hearing, he was brought in for a match. So he's not signed, but he's brought in for a match. And apparently he was fired from WWE the same day. So he, fired, he got fired from WWE.
1: And, 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 and apparently um, okay. he, so he, he got released a while ago. He got released back
4: okay. in December. And then, and and he was brought in on the show last last night. But so that's why it's very conspicuous that all of a sudden we need to go look at this history that came up. Don't get me wrong, the shit is abhorrent. Mm -hmm. It is, full stop. However, the moment that his shit was announced, a couple hours later, it's like, well, a little stork dropped off this racist uh, diatribe that he went on against the Jews. uh, You know. That's yeah. That's what I'm talking about. and, and it's yeah. really The timing the is
1: definitely of, suspect. It's yeah.
4: Completely suspect. Because that was back in 2011, and nobody said anything during the Cruiserweight Classic. Nobody said anything when he got released back in December. Mm. I mean, I'm, I'm not hearing all of the groups. And it's not just any one particular group. He roasted everybody uh, in these okay. conspiracy theories. So everybody got it. Uh, but obviously one group is a little bit more represented and definitely has a bitter, bit of a bigger platform point is, is that what, why, uh, what should the, what should Rexy companies do now? Because if you I, are a person and you bring somebody in, you know, should, should aw have like said, like, listen, we're aware of this. Um, we're going to look into it, but then they didn't say anything since. Right, right.
0: Okay. So here's my thing. I, I, I don't feel like in in terms of, um, uh, what, what was it called that they did with Sammy Guevara, um, the sensitivity, um, sensitivity training, yeah, sensitivity training. I, I, look, I don't think you have to declare that you're going to do this for this person. I think you just do it, and then you know, at the end of the end, the, end of the day, the person then works. I don't. Well, think if John I, Moxley doesn't have to do it, then nobody does. What do you mean he doesn't have to do it? Well, I mean that was the big thing a couple of weeks ago while
4: we were off was that you know, Bully Ray said that Moxley should have kind of fallen on the sword a little bit for walking off the oh, not walking off the job right. but leaving the company right and stuff I, like that. I, I, I feel like are different and, things there. Right, but what I'm like saying that, like, if, if that is the case where you have, you know, a responsibility and you know, he doesn't apologize, I'm not saying that he should have to or not, but the question, it was put out there, um, does AEW owe it to do these things publicly?
0: No, they don't, because these are all sensitive personal things. As long as it's done between you and your employer, then that's all that matters. If you want to go out and put out a PR statement, then you do so, but I don't think you are obligated to your fans in order to say hey guys look i uh you know i i got a reckless driver uh (laughs) accident and i got some points i did some driving improvement classes i'm back on the road folks no i'm gonna do my work and i'll be back and that's how i want to handle it and i do get what billy ray was saying i didn't initially get it until i heard roman reigns talk about it uh which was really interesting as well he he talked about it and and i think that you know in the sense of him approaching his locker room, his fellow coworkers, I I feel more keen to him doing that than coming out telling the AEW Universe fan base, the IWC, like, I got to go, guys, because this, this, and that. I'm more of a person that says, like, work with your employer, work with your resources, do what you have to do, and then come back on the other side. Kylie Ray is an example. No one knew what was happening with her. We just thought she was just battling mental health. We thought she might have been focused on school conflict with between uh 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 promotions and organizations work with no it was a little bit more than that and she went and did it and now she's back on the uh, the 12-step program and she's like hey milestones but she didn't owe it to anybody to say I'm checking into this so I think for Brian Kendrick because again I want to be super sensitive to this I have not seen the video I take your word for as bad as what it is I don't think in a sense of let's hang this person on the cross and burn them alive. I think this is a a situation where AW has an opportunity to be one of the resources available to seeing this guy get light on the other end of the tunnel. Because even if it was 10, 20, 30 years ago and he's never had the rehabilitation from it, then it's still a problem to me. So I think if you can, at this point, allow aw wwe moW I don't give I don't give a hell who's available to be able to do so if he ever does his own personal stuff I think this is where this works at here so I think this should just be an example for the iwC and other uh, uh wrestlers to understand that all of us have come from some type of path of ignorance or you know whatever it may be that it took us time to kind of learn these things and whether you done got formal training for your families co-worker employee whatever it may be you know You've done that. Some of these people have not had the opportunity to do so, and if AEW and WWE or whoever it may have be, an opportunity to, to do so for these wrestlers for the betterment of their careers, then so be it. So hey, we'll see what happens with that. So I'm out, right now. Right now, I am very optimistic that AEW would do like they've done for Sammy Guevara, they have done for John Moxley, and they've done for countless other people that we probably don't even know to see. You know
1: where it goes beyond this. Here's well, the we difference. don't
2: even know if he's been signed. Like, that's us, don't that's know exactly what I'm
1: getting at. Here's the difference. Those Moxley, Guevara, were both people who were contracted signed talents. Have, wait, wait, know, wait. Is all elite graphic. No, I, I get that. As best we know, that's, Kendrick does not fall under that heading. He was no, just being he, brought in for a match. I see, but I see, I know. get that.
0: I get that. That's why it's more intriguing. That's why I'm naming all these promotions on who wants to step up. Because even with Jeff uh-huh. Hardy... WWE was like, hey, we'll do something for you, even though he was on his way out the door. So I think if mm-hmm. whoever decides to step up and say, we, we we see what the situation is and we want to provide resources to you, then so on. It's just like the NFL who provides resources to folks who are way out of the game, still battling CTE or whatever it may be, and they're still, you know, providing them some type of funding, counseling, or resources in terms of whatever they're dealing with. This is what I want to see. This is how I see the change when they say, like, we don't just want you when we want you. We want to help build this community, be better all around. And this is a very big step for me personally to say like, oh, even though they didn't sign him, they still decide to go out the way to help him. I, okay. That's changed. That's something we haven't seen before. That's what I want to see. You know?
2: And I think uh, the, diff- the another difference is is it's Brian Kendrick. It's not as if it's Jeff Hardy or Scott Hall or everyone else that was mm-hmm. battling some stupid idiocy or, or, or like an addiction you know the internet the internet investigators are undefeated it's conspicuous that literally what 4 hours before his match this all came out like out of nowhere like an rko so good luck good good luck on the Rorschachs dropping all this information but here's why it doesn't really him, him not being a part of AEW doesn't matter the bigger picture here is how contrite can a person be after ten years, I think that's the burden of, of, of expectation for him. Is that a lot of people are saying, "Well, if he's contrite, if he legitimately, you know, doesn't feel that way about Jews anymore or other race groups, that's fine. If he's learned, cool, he deserves a second chance. If it's one of those, it's only a mere culpa because it's costing him money, then mm-hmm. a lot of people are gonna be like, you know what, bro, ne- never mind. You know, is there actually gonna be change? And then to your point, too, James, if someone brings them on like an MLW." Or says, hey, we're going to send him to sensitivity training, but have him on our card. Are they doing it for a publicity stunt? Because who the hell is bringing in Brian Kendrick for an on-camera role? Do you want to know why they probably bought him in yesterday? They would have bought him in? Because he's Daniel Bryan's BFF like it was on the Cruiserweight Classic. as part so? of the storyline. So? Mox beats him. Brian comes in, cuts the promo, talking about, you beat my friend. And that would have probably been the original thing.
1: So? That could have in. him in. So, I mean, what I'm looking at it as he's, he's 42. He hasn't wrestled full time in years now. Yeah. He's 42 What's years old. So he's mean, closer shit. to the end 42. than the beginning compared to a Guevara or even, you know, a Moxley who's I, got a lot of mileage left in him. I, I look at like AEW is probably just like, we don't need this headache. This a and especially just the, given the nature of the situation where This ain't a he said, she said, oh, there's an accusation. There is a straight up videotape. Yep. And it's, it's, isn't like you were secretly filmed. It's like, no, dude, let's sit you down. We're going to put the red light on. Tell us what you think of these people. And he goes. So it's like, it's, it's pretty hard to refute. So if he's going to refute it, if he's going to try and have any future on this, he's going to have to put in a lot of work. Because a lot of people are just going to see that tape and just be like, oh, forget this. This ain't, you know, how, how are you going to come back from that? When you straight I mean, up got like the tape, are you saying it?
0: Right. And, you know, that's the digital era we live in. And, you know, again, whether he is old, whether he's not good, whether he is just one for one off, See, I just want to see change. And if AW could be part of the mm-hmm. change and help him provide resources to people that feel is valuable, because he wouldn't be on a damn show if he wasn't valuable, then, you know, we'll see. Now – Going to our final topic of the night, still talking AW. Like, they have been, you know, it's been, they've, they've been a new car smell of fragrance that's frequently in my car all the time. But after a while, you have to change it or you just say, you know what? I'll just hang it up there for decoration for a while because it's kind of stale. And I'm kind of over it now. Where I'm getting at here is the AW now going into their third year. Wow. It's been times flying. Um, how do we feel about them? A quick evaluation, but ultimately the question is, with everything that they're doing in terms of being the new shiny toy, the new car smell fragrance in the car, are they losing steam? Are you all still watching them with excitement just like you were a, a while ago? You know, how do you feel about them? Jamal, you, sir, your current status, feelings, reaction to A-W. So
4: the last AEW show I watched was the one that I went to, which was uh, Rampage here in DC. Um, I was I didn't watch the show after because eh, the car wasn't really interested in. I'd rather do other things. And then I heard that Donovan Danhausen was uh, introduced into AEW. I would rather have a colonoscopy with a pineapple than watch a Danhausen match. <laughs> <laughs> let let's let me so like, I need I need people to understand how, how this is for me. AEW was the company that was the sports-based company. It's a new league, was the first <laughs> set of uh of commercials, you know, hyping the product. Um and it, and it, and it was that. You know, they have the rankings. Now the rankings don't make sense anymore. Uh they have the uh the belts and and everything, but the belts are kind of goofy with how they're booking it. Uh they have this really overblown roster, but we only see the same eight people. And then they give Moxley this big platform, you know, to frame him to come back from rehab on, which is fine. I personally hate him, but that is, that is fine for the people that like him. And 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 then what? So you have a, just a shit wrestler and John Moxley come back. And that's a big deal for people. And I get it. And then you top that off with the Chipotle squirts of wrestlers In Dunhausen. Now, granted, you're supposed to be sports-centric and then you bring me sports entertainment. I don't go to basketball games to watch the halftime show. I'm here to watch the sports.
0: Jamal's been lied to and and he's hurt.
4: And to be fair, to be fair, shout out to G-Wiz and the whole Wizards dance crew, but to be fair, that's not why I'm there. However, I do think that AEW is also in a lull uh, a lot of the same storylines they're running, uh, they've ran before. Join mm-hmm. our faction or die. Well, they won't break up a faction for you to join. Um, <laughs> you know, they're supposed to have all of this uh, young, oh. new talent, and they have. Now, they've burned through that crop with Sammy, with Darby, with Jungle Boy. Okay, cool. Uh, Max Friedman has always been at the top. But when is Ricky Starks, Powerhouse Hobbs, Layla Hirsch, Red Velvet? When are they going to get that rotation into the spotlight? And they haven't yet. And then there's Cody. God bless him. He cured racism. And I'm still waiting on my cheddar biscuits for Black History Month. But the segment last night with Brandy and Dan Lambert oh. was infuriatedly bad. And I love Brandy. CBO on flex. I understand what that means because I don't. But the bottom line is, is that for everything that AEW sought out to be, the more things change, the more they stay the same. And unfortunately, they have kind of settled in the middle. If you want a, one good match, they'll give you one good match, and that may be Daniel Bryan versus somebody. If you want yep. some comedy bullshit, then they'll give you some comedy bullshit because being of the elite is a thing and Dan House is a thing. They were skewing in one direction, but it's kind of pulled back towards center, and that's where they're spinning, and that ain't for me. Because other things are coming up, and I'm more excited about Terminus on February 24th uh than i am about revolution on march 6th
0: yeah i'm quickly gonna add and pass around um you know to me the 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 whole bedazzle with AEW is that like people look at it like the royal rumble just weekly episodes as to who's gonna debut who's gonna come out and that's what everybody is looking forward to the whole mystery aspect to it that they don't even really care about anything else and it, 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 I, I don't think there's no better comparison to it, it being exactly the field for the Royal rumble. I don't think people care about the wrestling, you know, there's certain spot monkeys that we're going to have and whatnot, but people ultimately are waiting for those big surprise. I, okay. It's, it's truly fair because folks were mad as will had to address about you all are mad because they're announcing people that's going to be in the rumble. They've been doing this for years. Why do you think people were mad? Because they were used to the idea of fantasy booking and predicting and all it is about who's going to come in. I think now you're, AEW... conflating, you're conflating
4: dumbass fans with the company that said they were going to do something different and then de- and then walk that back.
0: No, for sure. For sure. But I'm saying that, like, that's the identity that they created is that they have this whole somebody new is going to come out this week. Somebody new. And now that's starting to get stale to me. This is just one aspect of what I'm talking about. keep it short is that everyone's looking to see who's going to debut. The moment somebody's released from whatever, God knows today we heard Keith Lee, Mia Mia Yim, Shane O'Mac. I mean, anybody and everybody who's possible, they're like, who's going to come out next? Who's coming to AEW? And I think, to me, this whole mindset and this whole catering to the fans in that fashion has definitely ran its course for me. So... I, I, you know, I'm optimistic to see what happens for the rest of the year. Uh, 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 Marcel, you want to jump in there?
3: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of disappointed with uh, AEW. I haven't watched the whole show maybe in a couple of months. And and you alluded to part of my reasons to change, but here's my biggest thing. We look at AEW as giving a chance for people that should have been great in WWE with pushes, thinking they will get a chance in AEW. And when they get to AEW, you see the graphics. Oh, this person's all the league, cool, like Miro, and things are like that. And you see nothing really folds for them to get the potential that they should have gotten in AEW that they was hoping that you would see because they didn't get it in WWE. And I think a lot of that is what's bringing stale to me because you're seeing the same recycled eight or nine people every single week on not just the Wednesday show, the Friday show too It's like, You're just putting these same eight people on two different shows. I'm not trying to make it a Raw and SmackDown. I'm not. But at the same time, if you're recycling these same eight wrestlers on one show on Wednesday and repeating itself on Friday, it's nothing to look forward to. I can look at a Bleacher Report clip or read something in five minutes or less and say, oh, well, I know what's going on in AEW. And when you think about the talent that they're trying to put in and not maximizing it, then it's no point for me to watch it. And once again, when we're thinking about what WWE is doing, it's like I might as well watch WWE because I can just read or watch a YouTube clip on everybody else. But no wrestling promotion to me at all is using the maximum potential of up and comers because everybody's just thinking about who is that top star and make money. But really, the reason why WWE was great in the 90s is because you had or WCW going back and forth. You had that European title where you had people that you could push. You had intercontinental title, people that you can push. And then you had your top stars. But you had people at every single circuit that you look forward to. If I'm only looking forward to the top two people in each promotion, I don't want to watch it.
0: Okay. Mm. Um, Anybody else want to chime in or should we coast out? I I can agree
1: with that depth. Let let, let let me quickly say a couple things. Yeah, yeah. Because the last couple weeks, I would say since New Year's, like when their shows are announced – I rarely watch them live. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll see what happened on where I'll join them in progress and fast forward through them and see what's going on. I got it recording every week. So it's there if I want it. And like if Brian Danielson has a match, I want to check that out. If I hear like the Cody and Sammy ladder matches insane. So I'm like, okay, let me check that out. I'll check that out. That's cool. But like if I'm fast forwarding through the show and it's just some random match with some random guys, I'm like, okay, skip over. It. If it's CM Punk, I don't care. I have no interest. So like that match last night, him to MJF, there's a huge audience for that match. My timeline was blowing up for that match. I don't care. I didn't watch it. So (laughs) it just, there's, there's a lot of people they're focusing on that. I'm just not into. So, and that's, just not going to change. So that's fine. It's like, there's stuff I can cherry pick here and there with it. But as an overall show, there isn't enough there for me to get excited about sitting down. Like I'm going to watch two hours of dynamite tonight. And to speak to what you were saying earlier to James about so many people are just waiting for the next arrival. I'll be damned. If when I was sitting there getting ready for bed last night, and I was looking through my timeline and I didn't have the show on. Cause I knew the, that's the punk match was happening. I straight up saw on the timeline people saying, Oh, Keith Lee and Mia Yim just went on Twitch. Guess they're not showing up. And people were sad about it.
2: That's all so they cared like, about. Mm-hmm.
1: That's all they cared about. People (laughs) saw him get on Twitch and they were sad about it on the timeline and they were Mm. all like down about it. And I was like, I'm going to bed. This is crazy. But that there's a lot of folks like that out there. So Damien, the
0: fact that they they get married this weekend or very soon, uh, I forget exactly the day I should do know today, but very soon. And folks will still want them to be on wrestling shows. despite them preparing for the biggest day of their lives. So yeah. Uh, That's something I've noticed.
2: Yeah. Really quick. That's something I've noticed is that remember when they were in Cleveland last week, everyone thought Gargano was going to debut yeah, so that uh-huh. about like, no matter what town they're in or who got released, like people were even thinking that Bray Wyatt or, or William Matunda was going to show up because the 90 day ended. And it's like, if that's what you're looking forward to most in your promotion, it's ridiculous. That's all. The last and- couple of the last couple of episodes have been really boring. Hangman Page's reign for me has been boring, safer, Brian Danielson. Mm-hmm. The best parts for me have been Rampage because you're getting these random people fighting like Sammy Guevara fighting Isaiah Cassidy. Like, what is this, ha- House of Glory? Okay, I'm going to watch that just because <laughs> it's different. But the the same to the point earlier, but the same six people getting rotated in and out. I get that Moxley's up there. I get that Brian Danielson's up there. Kingston's hurt, but if he wasn't, he'd be up there. And can Chris Jericho just go away for longer than two months Please. at a time? No, send him on bro. his cruise by himself, need go him. with Fozzie Bear over that way. I, I can't, but I just need Jericho when they versus Brandy. In, what was that?
0: Jericho versus Brandy before it's all said and done. First
2: off, let me just okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna end with this. I cringed openly during that promo. I went the only tweet I said during Dynamite was about the the, the fact that she is so cringe and then the fact that Dan Lambert said, I am a white, rich, conservative, and I'm over more than you are, that <laughs> encapsulated everything for me about this whole back and forth between the two of them. If I'm agreeing with Dan Lambert, you know there's leave, a problem. Leave Brandy,
0: leave Brandy alone. You know the rules here. Jamal, let take us heifer. home. <laughs> Jamal, take us home for the night uh, with uh, your closing thoughts on this. And then, um, you know, obviously I razzle-dazzled and really ended up for the night.
4: Yep. So, I mean, like, so the closing thought is, uh, you know, I still will keep an eye on AEW and see what they do for uh, you guys talked a lot about WWE and I missed most of it because I don't give a shit. I mean, they, we all like different things and that, that mm-hmm. just is what it is. Um, I think that if someone else don't let anybody else uh, affect your enjoyment of a product, uh, as much as I love all you guys, uh, your opinions are are valid and are mm-hmm. well-respected. But I don't really. But I don't watch my show for you or anybody else but me. Right. And that's just what it is. So for a lot of people saying that you know Gargano should have been there or Barry Wyatt should have been there or CM Puck's mom should have been there, I don't really give a shit. That's not why I'm watching the show. So um, I really hope that AEW gets to kick it into another gear and get out of this rut that they're in, and they do it soon. Uh, but one last thing before we go is I usually you know spotlight an independent promotion. Uh, you know, because that's where the real work is getting done. So we shine a little light on some local promotion near us. Uh, and that is gonna be this Sunday, CCW. They're in to Grace, Maryland at the State Theater, full bar and food. So if you don't like the matches, at least you're gonna come home uh. And happy. But um but I'm I'm pretty interested in what Lindsay Dorado is gonna look like uh back on the Indies. He's gonna be there. Uh Rich Swan. Uh, is is going to be there. Uh, Ryo is going to be there. So it's it you know it's going to be an interesting show. Uh, the limelight CCW this weekend. Harvard to Grace. That's Sunday, February sixth. Uh, the doors open at four. The uh, bell time is at six. You can get your tickets on Eventbrite. But really, just go to CCW's uh, Twitter at Combat uh, That's you know good on them for coming into Maryland, uh, and uh, you know not maybe hour and change from DC. You know not too far from Philly, just past Baltimore. So go see some
0: wrestling this weekend. Uh real quick, are you saying CCW or CZW? Combat zone wrestling. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Because you know, because yeah, because we, we now have a CCW in our area and a CZW. So um wrestling's coming back in Maryland. I mean, yes, it's gone, it's been gone. When nobody to say it. it's always been there now. We we, we had a drop for a minute, but folks are coming back into the, one of the hottest territory for professional wrestling. And that's good to see CZW in Harvard to Grace, Maryland. And folks, if you want your promotion to be read and spotlighted on our show, give us a DM. Uh, we can talk uh, some sponsorship packages to make sure that folks know and need to know why they need to be tuning in or arriving at your doorsteps uh, for your show for whatever respected date that is. But folks, this has been our first one of the year. It's been a good one. It feels good to be back. Here at the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast brought to you by Big Gold Belt Media. Um, gentlemen, I think you all know, but just in case they don't know, we're back each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. on all social media at oh, are Big we? Gold Belt. That's right. Live oh, folks, and okay. you can you can uh be part of the conversation. Definitely jump in on our live chat, um, uh, which can be found on our Twitter page at Big Gold Belt. Um, and and on Twitch as well too. You catch us on Twitch, uh, you know. And we want to hear your thoughts about whatever our topics of the night may be. Um, but that will do it, folks. Everybody, be safe, and we'll see you all next Thursday. Thank you for tuning in. Oh, and by the way, I should say, if you're not tuning to us live, you do got that audio replay each and every following day, that Friday, on all audio podcast platforms, whatever your cup of tea may be. <laughs> Um, so either way, you're gonna you're gonna hear some big old bell one way or another. So, uh, but now will do it. And now we are out. Thank you for tuning in, folks. Oh, what I really need.